People have been telling me that my word doof, they really want it to stick and spread. They find it very useful. I did a blog post on it, and now I want to record this, partly because this is highly environmental. Food is deeply related to our environment, how we eat it and so forth. So I'm going to say what motivated the problem, why it came to mind, my solution, how this solves it, and then just say why doof is such a useful word. What motivated the problem was, well, I like reading about food, in particular about nutrition, about health, and how it relates to the environment. My favorite food writers are past podcast guests, Drs. Joel Furman and Michael Greger. I highly recommend listening to their episodes on this podcast, and I highly recommend their books. Eat to Live, Junk Food Genocide are the two that I've read so far by Dr. Joel Furman. How Not to Die, and I'm in the middle of How Not to Diet by Dr. Michael Greger. And they have tremendous videos. So look online and find their videos. I love their videos. I've watched hours and hours, and I'm, I plan to watch hours and hours more. You'll eat more healthily, more conveniently, more deliciously, probably save a lot of money. I love their stuff. And by the way, this episode, I'm going to send to them in the hopes that they find the term doof as valuable as I do, because they're number one New York Times bestsellers. They're out there in the world. And I hope that they start spreading the word too, if they find it useful. I really hope they do. Here's the problem. The term food in junk food and convenience food and fast food implies it confuses people into thinking that something is food. See, when people are addicted to other things like tobacco, alcohol, or cocaine, people who are addicted to salt, sugar, and fat can point to them and say, well, you don't need tobacco in your life. You don't need cocaine. You can just stop and never get that stuff again, but you need to eat. And so they say it's difficult to stop their addiction to salt, sugar, fat, and convenience. Well, no one ever looked at a beer and said, well, that's kind of like water. Maybe that's water. You never confuse beer with water, no matter how thirsty you are. You know that you're drinking beer and it's not water. Likewise, no one ever confused Doritos with broccoli. And that difference is as great, but the term junk food has the word food in it. So it implies maybe there is some food element to it when, from my view, it has been so distorted from where it originally came that Doritos, Twinkies, these things are not food anymore. These things are something different. For a while, I thought, a new term. We should come up with a new term. And some people have. Actually, let me read you a passage. This is going to be a couple sentences picked almost at random from Dr. Furman's book, Fast Food Genocide. I'm just going to read a couple sentences here. In an effort to improve efficiency and cost effectiveness, food companies have developed ways to feed a great many people with highly processed, highly addictive foods. These foods are designed to hook us and impair our taste buds in the process. And then jumping to the next paragraph, Despite the tremendous evidence coming from the worlds of nutritional and social sciences, these, quote, frankenfoods, or unnatural human-made processed foods, continue to destroy our, the fiber of our society, creating new social problems and damaging the health and happiness of a large proportion of our population. Do you see how he's struggling to talk about this stuff without using the word food? And it's challenging. He's using that term frankenfood, which I'm not sure who came up with that, but it, that still has the word food in it. One term I came up with a while ago, and I'm not proposing this one because this one hasn't really stuck, but I want to show you the kind of fun that I had in doing this. I came up with the term craving-oriented mouth filler. I don't want to call it food, so it's mouth filler because you put it in your mouth, but it's not eating it. And I say craving-oriented because they want to hook you. They, I think that they make these foods to make you want more because of the salt, the sugar, the fat, or the convenience. Now, that term hasn't stuck, but the term doof has. Doof is the word food backward. So the etymology works. I think a lot of people get, it sounds like doofus. I think people get, it's not something you want to associate with. 
And I think it helps you not confuse doof with food. So doof is what's most of the supermarket. If you go through the Pop-Tarts and the Twinkies and the soda and the chips, actually, when you go to restaurants, fast, I was going to say fast food restaurants, but doof restaurants, whatever you have in in Starbucks and McDonald's in any fast, ah, in any of these convenience restaurants and actually most regular restaurants, it's mostly doof. Nobody confuses poppy seeds with heroin. And you, when you refine this stuff out and just take the addictive stuff, that's not the original thing. And so I think the term doof makes it so that you don't have to confuse these things and don't think that because I'm hungry, that if I put doof in my mouth, that that's the same thing as putting food in your mouth. Or Michael Pollan, people might know the phrase that he came up with, eat food, mostly plants, not too much. If you confuse fast food with food, you might think, well, I'll go to McDonald's and eat some food. Doof clarifies. You might say, eat food, not doof, mostly plants, not too much. That's a couple of words, but it really clarifies. Now, there are going to be edge cases and a gray zone between what's food and what's not food. For example, uh, for me, Crisco is definitely doof. Oil, I would say I don't cook with olive oil. I eat olives. I eat a lot of nuts. So I do get fat in my food, but from whole nuts. Others might say olive oil is food, but the point is not where to draw the line because every definition always has edge cases. The point is, generally speaking, you can tell what's doof and what's food, and then you won't confuse them. Actually, my next episode on my podcast is going to share my story of shopping in a supermarket for the first time in years, seeing just how much of it is doof. But the main point is to help people not confuse whatever they serve at McDonald's or Starbucks or even most restaurants with food because they don't serve food. They only serve doof. I'm going to reread the sentences from fast food genocide. So I'm going to repeat the original. In an effort to improve efficiency and cost effectiveness, food companies have developed ways to feed a great many people with highly processed, highly addictive foods. These foods are designed to hook us and impair our taste buds in the process. Now I'm going to reread it using doof. In an effort to improve efficiency and cost effectiveness, doof companies have developed ways to sell to a great many people with highly processed, highly addictive doof. This doof is designed to hook us and impair our taste buds in the process. A lot more clear, isn't it? They're not trying to nourish you. They're trying to profit from you. The next paragraph says, despite the tremendous evidence coming from the worlds of nutritional and social sciences, these frankenfoods or unnatural human-made processed fast foods continue to destroy the fiber of our society, creating new social problems and damaging the health and happiness of a large proportion of our population. Now with doof instead, despite the tremendous evidence coming from the worlds of nutritional and social sciences, these franken-doofs, or unnatural human-made processed doof, continues to destroy the fiber of our society, creating new social problems and damaging the health and happiness of a large proportion of our population. To me, that's much more clear, and it avoids using words that that don't quite fit and calling something that's not food, food. So I recommend enjoy food, avoid doof, and spread the word. Let's no longer confuse doof with food.